All right, good morning. And uh, you excited for the Word of God today? All right, good. You look good today? A lot of people blooming today, in Jesus' name. All right. We have a part two today of our series called Got Questions. So, kayo ang nag-decision ng topic. Okay, so ito mga questions na dumarating sa amin. And we got text, email, Skype, different kinds of uh, questions. And last week, we had the questions about what happens after you die. And ano yung isang question? Is the Bible really true? Okay, so ngayon, ang question na... Isa sa mga questions na dumating sa amin is, if I'm a leader, kung ako ay isang leader, uh, why are people not following me? Okay? Ang tanong daw is, uh, eh, yung kung ako talagang leader, bakit yung mga inaalagaan ko, hindi sumusunod sa akin. Sumusunod, mas sinusunod sila sa ibang leaders. Okay? So, did you ever... Maybe if you're a leader in your business, in your homes, a school, or even sa church, uh, I want you to listen very carefully. Kung ikaw ay isang leader, first of all, the word leadership or leadership can be defined sa isang salita lang, influence. So leadership is nothing more, nothing less than influence. Sabi mo, influence. Influence. And we're called, uh, God called us to be light and salt. Mga influential na bagay in the world. So we are all supposed to be leaders in some way, in some scope. But I want you to know there's five levels of leadership. And you need to think about developing to the next level. Kasi kung ikaw ay isang leader at uh, you're going in this direction, pag tumingin ka sa likod mo, walang sumusunod sa'yo, <laughs> hindi ka actually leader. Hindi ka naglilid. Kung walang sumusunod sa'yo, you're just taking a walk. You're not actually leading. Okay? Mag-iisa ka lang doon. And so leadership means there's some people following you. You are actually influencing somebody or somebody's. And the first level of leadership is you're a leader because of your position. Dahil uh, may position ka, may title, may nagbigay sa'yo ng, ng ID or ng upuan, at doon ka sa pwesto na yan, you're a leader and people follow you because they have to. Wala silang choice. Eh, ikaw ang may position. Ikaw ang... So people will follow you just like in the military, yung drill sergeant, you know? Uh, in the military, yung mga private, sila kailangan sumunod sa drill sergeant. Wala silang choice. Kasi siya yung boss may position. Now, a level one leader might not be consulted for advice. Ang mga underlings niya, hindi naman sila hihingi ng uh, opinions niya because they're just following the minimum. Kung anong sinabi niya, ginagawa. Kinocomply lang. But a level two leader is different than level one. The level two leader is a leader who leads and people follow him because of relationship. Okay? Kilala. At uh, they know that he cares. Diba? Sabi, may, may pakasabi, no one cares how much you know until they know how much you care. So at a level two leader, may galang, may trust, you know, may relationship. And people might follow you because you are connected to them relationally. They like you. Isang example dito is yung favorite mong teacher. Yung ibang teachers na walang, walang relationship sa'yo, you just obey 
or a coach or teacher because you have to. But there's a level two leader who's a teacher, a coach. Now, you, you like being with them. You trust their heart for you. May relationship. Level two leader you in. But the level three leader, he get pa doon is you follow this leader because of the results. May bunga ang buhay niya. Ang leadership niya is may momentum. Makikita mo na if you follow this guy, you will be on the winning team. There's going to be momentum. There's results. And you want to be following a person that has results. May bunga. You don't want to be following a loser. You want to follow a winner, right? So if you're a level three leader, you have good fruit. You have results. There's momentum. People follow you because of that. Hindi lang dahil may position ka. Hindi lang dahil, you know, buddy-buddy kayo. Pero they're following you because gustong makiride on sa bunga na lumalabas sa buhay mo. Level four leader is another level again na kung saan you're actually getting mentoring from that leader. Okay? Yung leader na yan is developing you to become successful. Dahil sa leadership niya, you are growing as a person. Your, your life is getting higher. You're, you're being promoted. You're leveling up. So you want to follow a leader who can mentor you, develop you. So that's a level four leader. Nakukuha mo ng mentoring. And I don't know if saan ka sa ngayon, sa apat na leadership levels na yan. And level five is probably what's considered the highest, the highest level of leadership and people follow you because of the, your personhood. Kung sino ka. They just follow you because of who you are. What you stand for. You are a level 5 leader and people just see something in you and they want that. They want to be like you. So they're following you because of who you are and what you stand for. And we all need to be striving to become a, a higher level in our leadership. And it takes time. It takes working on ourselves. It takes working not only on our skill or kung ano yung competency mo. Hindi mo pwedeng uh, mananatili bilang level one leader lang. Just because may position ka, huwag mo isipin na, I'm a leader. Someday that position mawawala sa'yo. And then what? Kung wala kang relationship sa mga tao, they won't respect you, trust you, or follow you. You have to have relationship. Higit pa sa relationship, you've got to have fruit and, and momentum. You've got to be, you know, producing. And you've got to be mentoring others. And I want to share with you, if you're a leader, please, makinig ka sa akin very carefully. There are monsters, there are enemies that wants to attack your heart. You know, as a leader, there's so many opportunities to get hurt. And as a leader, there's plenty of opportunities for you to hurt other people. In talaga, that's the way it works. As a leader, you're vulnerable to be hurt and hurt others. Because you, you have influence. And as a leader, I have to check my own heart every day. Lagi lagi. You know, when I go to bed at night, when I wake up in the morning, all throughout the day, I'm constantly examining and guarding 
my own heart. Because sabi sa Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, you guard your heart. Higit sa lahat, bantayan mo ang puso mo. Because out from your heart can flow the very issues of life. And I want to share with you quickly four monsters <laughs> that could uh, attack your heart as a leader. And if the monster of these four will get in your heart, it can ruin your leadership. So, kung sino nagtanong dito, this is for you. Make sure, number one, walang monster of guilt. Ito yung mga parang, these monsters will have this kind of a, yung utang na loob. Malakas yung power ng utang, di ba? Utang. Utang na loob. And the guilt, ito ang sinasabi yung may dala-dala ng guilt. He's carrying unresolved guilt from yung kanyang weaknesses and failures. And lahat ng leaders may weaknesses and may failures. But if you're a leader and you're carrying guilt, even if you're a leader of your family, ito yung mga sinasabi ng may guilt is, I owe you. May utang ako sa'yo. I owe you and I'm guilty. And somehow, ang taong na may dala ng guilt will, will build walls and keep distance from people. Ayaw niya maging close sa tao. Because natatakot siya na baka malaman nila my secrets. Baka malaman niya yung failures, yung weaknesses ko. And I, I feel guilty about it. Ayaw ko na malaman nila kung sino talaga ako. So they put up barriers and walls and just keep distance and refuse to get close to people. At ito ay nakakapag-sabotage ng teamwork. So the leadership is affected. And the solution for you, if you carry guilt, is confession. Okay? Sabihin mo, confession. You know, confession, and I know the Bible says if we confess, God will forgive us. But remember this. Confession does not motivate God to forgive you. God already forgave you. God already paid the price for your sins even before you sinned. Even before you're born. Bago ka humingi ng pagpatawat sa Diyos, He already made a way to forgive you. But confession is the time and place na kung saan napapasayo ang forgiveness na hinanda ng Diyos sa'yo. Naintindihan niyo ba? That when you confess, it's a time where you actually get to receive the forgiveness that was already Prepared for you, matagal na. So confession is not for God's benefit. Confession is for your healing of the guilt. Okay, listen. James chapter 5 verse 16 says, Confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed from that guilt. You may be healed from your emotional baggage. You know, travel light now. Okay? So, uh, that's the first monster ng puso sa, sa mga leaders. Make sure, i-check mo, mayroon bang guilt dyan? Are you able to be transparent about you and your weaknesses and who you are? Kung hindi, baka may dala ka ng guilt. And if you have guilt, you will always think, oh, I owe you, I owe you, I owe you. Because I owe you. The second monster is the monster of anger. Galit. Kikita mo maraming leaders, uh, madaling magalit. 
Dahil dala-dala ng galit sa puso. And the, the sigaw ng leader na may galit is this, You owe me. You owe me. Dahil nasaktan ako. Nasaktan ako and somebody should pay. Parang nagahanap ng paggaganti. Because you owe me. I've been hurt and you're a part of the problem. So, laging merong something na I'm waiting for someone to pay. So, biglang sasabog yung kanyang galit. And, you know, when you have anger, you always will have this concept that people have utang na loob sa'yo. People should please you and perform for you. Kung hindi, magagalit. And the solution sa galit is forgiveness. Sabi mo, forgive. Sabi mo dyan sa katabi mo, I forgive you. You know, you, gotta, you got to forgive. And ito ang ibig sabihin na forgiveness. The real definition, if you want a very simple definition of forgiveness, it's to cancel a debt. If you feel that if you carry anger and you feel someone owes me, then you cancel the debt. Kaya ang suggestion ko sa'yo is maglistahan ang lahat ng mga nakasakit sa'yo. You just, between you and God, sulat mo yung pangalan nila, column one. Column two, sulat mo kung ano yung ginawa nila sa'yo. Maybe someone from your past, someone recent, sulat mo kung ano yung debt, kung ano yung utang na meron sila sa'yo. Maybe it's an emotional debt, mental, maybe verbal abuse, maybe sexual abuse, or something they did. They cheated you. Damay ka. And you feel angry. Isulat mo kung ano yung mga nagawa nila sa'yo. And then, the third step is to cancel the debt. Cancel. Forgiveness means cancel. It doesn't mean tiisin. Um, it doesn't mean to be long-suffering about their sins to you. It means to Cancel it. It doesn't mean try to become more patient. Forgiveness means you cancel the debt. And then, the next step is you dismiss the case. Parang dismiss na ang kaso. Wala nang kaso dito. Parang thrown out of the courts of your mind. The case is gone. It's, it's, it's no longer present here. You dismiss the case. So next time, pag bumalik yung feelings, nagagalit ka na, as a leader, you just say, hey, wait a minute. Settled na tong kaso nito. Wala nang record ito because I canceled the debt. I didn't, buy, I didn't extend some grace of you know, time extension. I didn't give a little bit of uh, you know, grace period. I canceled it. So that's the solution. So you have now guilt. Confess. Just be open. Once na confess ka, madidisarm na ang guilt. And once you forgive, madidisarm ang anger. You got no anger because you've canceled the debt. And the third monster that comes into our heart is greed. Okay? Sing it natin do sa another one is greed. Yung, yung, yung greed. And greed, listen mga kapatid, pag sinabi kong greedy, hindi lang sa finances. You can be greedy not only about money. Greed can be anything that you feel you deserve. Ito, ganito ang sigaw ng may greed. Is, I owe me. <laughs> I owe me. You know, I've been working hard. 
I've been trying my best. I deserve more. And it, it's not only money. It could be I deserve more attention. I, I deserve more reward or recognition. Maaring yung mga good ideas na lumabas, gusto mo na iyo yan. Yung credit. I, I want the credit for that good idea. Gusto ko aakin na yung, yung appreciation sa mga nagawa namin sa team. And you can be greedy not only with money but even with other anything. And nakakaroon tayo ng entitlement spirit na akin yun. I deserve more. I owe me. I've been doing so well. I've been doing so good. I, get, I should have more. And you know, the solution for a heart that has greed is to share. To share, to give, to share. Share the spotlight. worship team. They are very willing to share the microphone to each, with each other. They share the spotlight. Wala na yung greed na akin na lahat ng attention. So, nababless ako doon. And if you share the rewards of success, if you share the, the, the good ideas, share and share and give, it will break the spirit of greed off of you. And tandaan mo, yung spirit of greed and entitlement will sabotage your leadership. Because people will not trust you if you're greedy. People will not follow a person who feels threatened. Na baka, baka mawawalaan ako. So, makikita mo sa leadership is, ayaw niya mag-develop ng others to raise them up dahil natatakot siya, baka lalo sila aangat. And that leads me to the fourth heart monster, and that's jealousy. Jealousy. Jealousy actually is ganito. God owes me. May utang na loob ang Diyos sa akin. Kasi tingnan mo, blines niya yung kapwa. Eh, paano ako? Ibang tao na buhos ang pagpapala. You know? And ako, at least, pantay ako sa kanila. At least, I should get the same. So, nagagalit tayo. Secretly, somehow, nagagalit tayo sa Diyos dahil ang mentality is God owes me at least the same na blines niya sa mga iba. Bakit ako? Bakit siya? Ako pa ang mas natatapat. Eh, eh, siya nag-bless. Ako hindi. So, nakakaroon din ng idea na ang Diyos may utang na loob sa'yo. And you know, the real test of this is Yung jealousy ba, malalaman mo kung isang jealous person, kung may jealous heart ka, sa iyong pagtingin sa blessings ng ibang tao. Kung inggit ka sa kanilang blessings and hindi mo kayang i-rejoice or magsaya sa kanilang prosperity. Ganon din sa love of money. The Bible does not say money is evil. It's the love of money. Paano mo malalaman if you are in love with money or not? It's not about your attitude towards money and how much money you have. It's about your attitude, how much money he has or they have. Kung masama ang loob mo sa kanilang advancement and promotion, big sabihin, mayro kang jealous heart. 
If you secretly measure, listen, if you somehow measure your success, basi sa failures ng iba, then you have a jealous heart. And the Bible says, rejoice with those who rejoice. Is anybody awake in this house today? I tell you, these are hard, hard, hard lessons to take. But if you want to have a healthy leadership in your world, kung saan ang world mo, bilang tricycle driver, bilang businessman, bilang teacher, bilang student, if you want to have a healthy leadership and be a good example and a good influence, you must daily, listen to this, two things, search your heart and guard your heart. Psalms 139 verse 24 says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Scan mo yung aking pag-iisip and see, point out if there's any offensive way, anything in me na hindi tama. So sabi ni David, I have to search my heart. Allow the Holy Spirit na mag-scan ang laman, ang mga motives ng puso mo. And the second thing is to guard your heart. Proverbs 4.23 Above all else, guard your heart. Daily, be strict with your heart because your leadership will go down if you have an attack from one of these monsters. Does that make sense, people? Kaya, kung ikaw ay isang leader and people are not following you, I bet you one of these monsters got you. Maybe more than one. So you need to start with these practical things. Confession and forgiveness, sharing. And the last one is the solution to jealousy is to celebrate the wins of others, the victories. Somebody else gets a win, a victory, you verbally, with your mouth, you verbally celebrate that. Maybe you can text or write or you can publicly say, I'm so proud of you. You know, did you know what he did? Did you know what happened there? That's so great. I'm so happy for you. I'm so proud of you. Alamo, kahit hindi mo feel, kasi sa puso, something may jealousy. But if you want to break that spirit of jealousy and fix your heart para hindi malfunction ang puso mo, then you do the right thing and celebrate the wins of others. And you can do that with increasing sincerity. Starting with just, uh, okay, sasabihin ko para maging obedient ako sa Panginoon. But after a while, it becomes a habit. So, tayo mga leaders, if you're a leader, ikaw pang nagtanong ng question nito, please, every chance you get, pray with the people you're leading. Pray with them. Make sure they are planted in church. Okay? Mentor them by modeling your your example more showing them the right habits and he gets lahat search and guard your heart okay the second question okay ba kaya doon 
leader. Be a leader. Be, a, be salt and light in this world. Everyone, mothers, house, whoever you are, you are called by God to be an influence in this world. Salt, light. And I challenge you, mga kapatid, please, for this church, let's develop a culture of leadership. Let's make sabay-sabay tayo as Christians, as members of SFCC. Let's change the whole city with our leadership. Wherever is your world, lead. Take the first move. Set the example. And we will see a radical transformation for the glory of God. Palakpakan natin ang Panginoon. Come on, that's right. Now, the next question, matindi rin to, no? And maybe you ask yourself this question is, can a Christian lose his salvation if he backslides? Okay? And may mga, may mga related questions din doon is, why do, bakit nagbabackslide ang mga Christians? And paano maiwasan ang pagbabackslide? Okay? So, sino mga backsliders dito? Huwag itaas ang kamay. Huwag. <laughs> Ganyan, no? So, uh, uh, backslide. First of all, anong ibig sabihin na backslide? Okay? Familiar ba kayo sa term na backslide? May kilala ka ba ng backslider? <laughs> May kilala ka na ganyan. Ito ang definition na sabi ko. Sa isang follower of Christ, a follower of Christ, who turns back to sin. Okay? Turns back to the lifestyle of sin. O kaya nadidevelop siya, na, nakapag-develop siya ng prideful or stubborn heart. Tumigas, naging mayabang, may pride na, may ego. And he refuses, listen, he refuses to submit to the will of God for his life. Ayaw na magpa-under sa kalaoban ng Diyos para sa buhay niya. Maaring, eh, alam niya, nalaman niya, ito ang kalaoban ng Diyos, pero ayaw niya. Nung nagpa-baptize siya, nung bagong tanggap kay Jesus, mayroong mga, Lord, I give you my heart. Lord, where you, whatever you send me, I will go. Lord, ako... Uh, iyong iyo. You know, and andun na yung surrender, andun na yung pagtanggap mo kay Jesus bilang tagapagligtas at Panginoon ng buhay mo. But then, later on, he turned back. Ayoko na, nagbaburnout na ako. Ayoko na, saktan ako sa mga kapatira. Ayoko. So, babalik ka sa iyong pamumuhay na kasalanan or probably, naging stubborn lang and you don't want to submit sa kalaoban ng Diyos. Lalo na kapag ang kalaoban ng Diyos at ang iyong gusto ay hindi nakaharmonize. Okay? May conflict. Because there's something that you want to keep. Handa ka mag-ibigay mo sa Panginoon lahat ng area ng buhay mo except this one. Ayun talaga ang pinapoint out ni God. Akin na yun. Surrender mo sa akin yung buhay na yan, yung, yung marriage na yan, yung trabaho na yan, yung kasalanan na yan. And then you refuse to submit. That's called backsliding. Clear? Is that clear? Yan ang isang backslider. Now, pag sa, sa experience mo, when you know about a backslider, or you know a backslider, or you think about backsliding, tandaan mo ito, that there are some 
na tinatawag na backslider, sa totoo lang, never in the first place, never sila ay naging tunay na kristyano. Mukhang kristyano, akala nila, akala mo, kristyano sila, dahil uh, active sa church, nagsisimba, nagpa-pray, maybe even uh, worshiping, and all, nagsiserve. But actually, God knows, because God sees yung true and true, no? Sa, sa puso. God knows kung sino talaga kanya. Right? And God knows who is truly born again and His child. And I promise you, a person that only attends church and only prays and only serves and mukhang kristyano, but he never makes a decision to receive Christ and to surrender sa, sa Panginoon Jesus, that person is not a true believer in Christ. Because it is not church attendance that makes you a child of God. Are you following me? It is not being born in a Christian family. Masasabi mo, I'm really a Christian natunay. No. You had to make a decision na makipag-isa kay Kristo na kung saan, just like sa marriage. You're not married doon sa mga fling mo. Diba? You're not married doon sa mga crush mo o doon sa mga, you know, may, may vibes, may chemistry. You're married doon sa taong na nagtayo ka at nagsabi, I do. Do you, do you, do you, baba? I do. And then siya, siya din, nags, nakipag-isa kayo, nag-exchange names pa kayo, and you were married. Right? So yun ang tunay na marriage. Yung flirt, flirt lang. You're not really married. Right? Are you following me? So, wag mong isipin na lahat ng mga nag-backslide ay in the first place tunay na kristyano because hindi naman lahat na nag-backslide ay tunay na kristyano. Okay? You following me? So, isipin mo na there's one chance that maybe they were never really a Christian to begin with. And kailangan pa sila na ma-outreach. No? We have to reach out sa kanila at share natin ang gospel ulit Maging clear sa kanila, God loves you. Jesus died for your sins. If you receive Christ, you can be born with a new life and become a child of God. Okay? And please, mga kapatira natin dito sa SFCC, let, let us never have the teaching in this church that you are saved just because you are involved. That you are a true Christian just because you're active, visible, and you show up every Sunday. Okay, every once in a while, we, we invite you to receive Christ. And we want you to be truly born again in your heart. Okay, so please understand that. God knows. And I can prove this to you because yung isang pinaka example sa Biblia of a backslider. We think about in the in the Bible, seen yung number one backslider na that you can think of. Backslider ni kay Jesus. Jesus had 12 disciples. Anong pangalan ng pinakasikat na backslider niya? <laughs> huh? Peter isa? Sino pa? Judas. Okay? Kilala si Judas, no? Okay. Judas was the backslider na nag-suicide. Taksil, no? And he betrayed Jesus and he backslid. But in John chapter 6, verse 64, Napakalinaw 
na nabanggit ni Jesus and, and John in his writings, sa John chapter 6, 64, he said that Judas, the one who would betray Jesus, was not truly a believer in the first place. He looked like an apostle. I mean, he, he, he had that title. He had all the same uh, actions and all the same uh, friends. Nag-attend siya ng mga gatherings ni Jesus. So, akala ng mga tao, siya ay isang bonafide disciple of Jesus. A true follower, a true ligtas na tagasunod ni Jesus. But he was not. John chapter 6, verse 64 says that he was not truly a believer. Okay? So, but there are those... And I hope <laughs> all of us can relate na meron talaga na times sa buhay natin na we backslide. In, John, in Luke chapter 15, Luke chapter 15, dito mababasa ng tatlong stories of something that was saved but got lost. Okay? These are mga bagay but it represents also yung mga tao tulad mo Tulad ko, people who are saved but have a season of their life where they backslide. Okay? Ikaw ba nag-backslide noon? <laughs> Ikaw ba maari magba-backslide ngayon? Or, ano? Okay, isipin mo. Now, the first one, in Luke chapter 15, there's three things. First, there's the lost sheep. The lost sheep. And the Bible says, all of us, like sheep, Go astray. And then you have the lost coin. May isang babae na sampu ang kanyang mga coin. Siguro mga coins is may halaga. Parang siguro ito yung kanyang uh, mana o ito yung kanyang uh, investment. And isa sa mga coins ay nawala. Na, nawala dyan lang sa bahay eh. But nawala. And napanik siya until... She started to turn the house upside down, sweeping and looking for that lost coin. And then the third story is the story of the prodigal son. Diba? Isang uh, anak, dalawa sila, and yung isang anak, umalis sa bahay. Nagrebelde siya, pumunta sa malayong lugar, and he lived a sinful life. Hanggang sa siya nagsisi at bumalik sa kanyang ama. Now, these three things, makikita natin yung yung anatomy or yung makeup of a backslider. Okay? So, tingnan mo kung ikaw ay isa sa mga tatlong uh, backslider dito. Yung first one, the lost sheep, ito yung backsliding sheep na ang, ang kaya, kaya siya naging lost, kaya siya nag-backslide, is itong sheep nag-wander lang eh. Hindi agad-agad siya nag-isip na ayoko na dito sa shepherd. Takbo ako. Hindi siya, hindi siya nakawala na ganyan. Siguro, imagine mo isang kambing, isang sheep na kumakain ng damo, and then dito mayroong mas mataas, mas green, mukhang mas masarap. And they don't usually, sabi nila, the grass looks greener on the other side. no? Sa kabilang bukid, so siguro paunti-unti na-attract siya, natukso sa mas magandang pagkain sa ibang lugar. And doon siya na-tempt how many of you are just tempted by the pleasures of the world? And this is a backslider who doesn't hate God, 
He just was lured away and enticed sa ibang pleasures. At doon siya na backslide. Naakit siya. The second one, yung lost coin, the woman who lost her coin was supposed to take care of those coins. She's supposed to look after them, take good care, bantayan niya, and she was neglectful and lost one. Somehow, hindi niya inaalagaan ng kanyang mga coins. And I know that some Christians backslide because the big brother or the big sister in Christ did not do their job. The cell leader was himself a backslider. Kaya the whole cell group kalat. You mga matured Christian men and matured Christian women who knows the truth and knows the word of God at dapat nagme-mentor sa mga baguan, they just are neglectful, irresponsible. Bala ka sa buhay mo, I have my own, I'm busy. May trabaho ko. Wala, wala, walang pakialam sa mga baguan. And you know, those new Christians can actually be lost even after they're saved because we did not be responsible. We were neglectful and failed to disciple and mentor people. Kaya, yung mga kailangan ng guidance, yung mga kailangan ng, ng cell group, they need a big brother or a big sister in Christ. You know what happens to them? Ba- imagine a baby. A baby, physical baby into this world. How long do you think he can last? How long do you think masusurvive yan pag wala siyang pamilya? Pag wala siyang bantay, diskrasya. And many Christians are simply the victims of irresponsible and neglectful leaders. Hello? Ikaw ba yun? Or maybe even after 5 or 10 years bilang Kristiyano, gusto mo maki-identify dun sa lost kaysa yung dapat maging leader. Okay? I'm just giving you the hard truth. Kung may isipin na ako lagi ang bago. No, hindi ka na bago ngayon. You should be one of the ones taking care of yung mga bago. And isipin mo, what happens kung magbabackslide yung tao na yan because you were too busy or too lazy to take care of that lost coin. Okay, so number three, the, the son, the prodigal son. Are you still with me? <laughs> the prodigal son. The father had two sons. Yung isa, umalis. He miscalculated. Sabi mo, miscalculate. You ever try to calculate with the calculator? And then maling pindot, you forgot one zero? Kahit na mag-times ka, Pag equals, parang something's wrong. <laughs> Mali yung dapat kita ko because you miscalculated. Mali, wrong pindot. And yung calculations mo, sobrang short of what it should be. Ever done that? The prodigal son never said, aalis ako dito sa bahay at sisirain ko ang buhay ko. Wala siyang balak na ma- 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 maging down. Akala niya, sa pag-alis niya, aangat ang buhay niya. Akala niya, ang, ang pag-alis sa bahay ng kanyang ama, is, it's better. 
I'll be more promoted. I'll be more successful. I'll have more. He never expected his life will go down. He thought it would be good and better. But he miscalculated. He miscalculated. Akala niya, mga tao doon is trustworthy. Eh, yung mga so-called friends niya left him. Akala niya, ang pera is stable. Financial security ang inaasahan niya. He miscalculated. Money is not so stable after all. He lost it. He miscalculated that he would always have a job, always have, you know, a, a healthy environment to work. And he miscalculated. And many backsliding Christians miscalculate. They take for granted that you have a good church with a good environment. Akala nila, I can be strong kahit wala ako sa church. Akala nila, I can still pray in my house. Akala nila na, I don't need fellowship. I, I, basta, I know God. Akala nila, magiging strong, magiging prosperous, magiging up, up, up ang buhay nila if they leave the presence of their Father. And it's a miscalculation. Kaya paunti-unti, makikita mo, akala nila, it will get better and better. But actually, yung pagiging, yung pa, yung pag, uh, magiging better is very short term and then it turns. And their life starts going down and hindi naman in one day, overnight, but somehow, paunti-unti, makikita mo, they're drifting away from the Lord. It might not be one quick time, but there's a drifting away. And now, all of a sudden, andun na sila, malayo na sa Panginoon. Ang masasabi mo, sila na ay backslidden. Are you following me, guys? Are you with me? Just nod your head if you agree with me. If you, if you know what I'm talking about. But uh, these are things that causes backsliding. But I want you to know something. Kasi ang tanong is, will I still be saved? Kung ako mababackslide, will a backslider, tunay na Christian na siya, will he still be saved? The short answer is yes. That's the short answer. Let me explain why. Nung bumalik yung prodigal son, Bumalik siya sa bahay. Where was the father? Waiting. And in the story, as si Jesus nagsasalita dito, that man was still called his father. His father. And that boy, kahit gano ka bad na ginawa niya, kahit gano ka layo siya na drift, kahit gano ka... Let me tell you something. In the law, Sa panahon ni Jesus, may batas, may law. You read the Old Testament laws. It was a law that a boy who did that to his father. Okay? Do you know the law says, children, obey your parents. And a child who disrespects or disobeys his father and rebels against his father. This is Old Testament law. Law of Moses. He should be put to death. Stoned to death by the community. And that boy did the worst to his father, ruined the father's reputation, rebelled against the father, and went away. When he came back, 
eh kung talagang batas ang, ang nasa isip mo, you will be risking your life. Bakit ako babalik dun? Mamamatay ako dun. Karapat dapat ako sa kamatayan. Stoning to death. But the Bible says that the father embraced his son, kissed him, put a robe on him, and all, you know the story. He was not only accepted, he was restored bilang son. And he was a son not because nagsisi siya, nanako siya, na I'll never, uh, he never promised na I'll never do it again. Basta unconditional acceptance, he was already accepted back. Kung ikaw ano, backslide, ang iyong ama sa langit, he's waiting for you. He's waiting for you. And you're still his son. Eh, tayo naman ng mga fallen human beings, di ba? Kung may anak ka, is there anything that your son can do to you that will make him not be your son anymore? Oh, dahil sa ginawa mo, bumagsak ka sa klase, you're not my son, I disown you. You can, there's not, I mean, and we're even fallen, how much more? Our loving God. Itong prodigal son, nagtiwala siya sa goodness, sa kabutihan, at sa, sa mercy ng kanyang father. And he said this, ito yung sinabi niya sa sarili niya, how many of my father's servants have plenty to eat? He says, I will go back to my father. At somehow, he knows that his father would not kill him, even though that was the law. Right? He trusted the goodness of his father, and he trusted the mercy of his father, and he even, under, he even underestimated because the father was even better than he thought. Right? Mga kapatid, your father in heaven is much better than you think. And in the first place, you're not saved because of your performance. Right? So that's a conclusion. You will not be unsaved because of your performance. Please think about this. Two Christians, isang God, one God, two Christians, and they both backslide. Okay, how about this? Isang tatay, dalawang anak niya, and both of his children backslide. Maybe they stole money from the family business. Maybe they um, did something really bad. They insulted their mother or offended the reputation of the family. Dalawa sila gumawa ng really, really bad at nag-backslide silang dalawa. Be practical now. Isipin mo, anong pinakagusto ng isang ama? Ikaw, kung ikaw yung tatay, may dalawang anak, anong pinakagusto mo sa mga anak mo na nabackslide? Gusto mo silang makita na uh, na-discrasya doon? Gusto mo, ano bang balak mo sa kanila? You want them to repent and come back, right? Hindi ba yun ang gusto mo? You don't want them to, to be punished. You want them to be changed. Right? You want them to be back as your obedient children. Tama? Okay, we're just using human men first. Human, next week is Father's Day. Okay? We're using human men. But I want you to translate this example to a perfect father in heaven. 
Okay? Now, which of the two sons, dalawa sila nag-backslide, umalis sa bahay, alin dyan sa dalawa ay mas likely na bumalik? Yung son who believes that he's still accepted at the house. Nagrebelde siya, ayaw niya bumalik. But he, in his, in his heart, in his mind, alam niya kapag bumalik siya, katanggap tanggap parin siya. Alam niya ang last name niya ay still the same dun sa kanyang tatay. At alam niya kung sino siya. He knows that he's a real son. Do you think mas likely siya na babalik? Or yung isang anak na nabackslide, pero sa isip niya, kahit mali, hindi totoo, but sa isip niya, he is convinced that the father has already cut him off. You're cut off from the family. You're cut off from my name and my, you're not my son and I don't want to ever see your face here again. Do you think he will be encouraged na bumalik? Bakit? Kasi alam niya, galit ang kanyang ama sa kanya. Ang alam niya is kahit na gusto niyang bumalik, actually ayaw niyang bumalik kasi nasa rebellion siya. Pero ang nasa isip niya is, if ever na magbago ang isip ko at gustong kong bumalik, di ako pwede. So that will, yung thought na yan, yung belief niya na maling paniniwala niya will already block him from ever coming back again. Hindi niya maaring mag-repent because he believes he is not a son anymore. Unlike yung first na backslidden son who still believes that although nasa rebellion siya, he's a sinner and he needs to change, but he believes that the father still loves him. And the father does not approve dun sa kanyang ginagawa, but the father still wants him as a son. Are you following me? Mga kapatid, if there are two Christians and both of them backslide, and yung isa sa kanila ay naniniwala that once saved, always saved. Yan ang pinaka-debate doon. Once, if he believes that he's, once, that he's really saved, that he'll always be saved, he'll always be a son of God, he'll always be a child of God. And the other son believes that once I backslide, it's over. Finished. Just be practical. Which of those two is probably more likely to repent and come back to the Father? To be the one who believes that he's still saved. Dahil ang kanyang paniniwala is, ako ay isang anak ng Diyos, parang hindi bagay sa akin ang pamumuhay na kasalanan. Parang ako malinis. Hindi fitting sa akin ang tumira ako sa kaputikan ng kadiliman, ng kasalanan. This is not who I am. I'm a child of the king. Why will I be doing this life of sin? Eventually, mag-iisip. Just like the prodigal son, the Bible says that he came to his senses. Gumising siya. At inisip niya, hindi ako pang baboy. Tatay ko mayaman. This is not who I am. I am a child of that man. 
that man, that merciful man, that good man is my father. He will accept me. I know he will. Kaya na motivate siya na bumalik. Pero kung ang paniniwala niya is don't come back here. And you know, I, I, I'm so sad kapag uh, naisip ko yung mga backslidden Christians. I, I'm so sad. My heart cries for them because I know so many people that tunay na naging Christian and they love the Lord and, and they, they were worshiping, probably sitting where you're sitting, in your chair. Bago ka nakarating dito, they were in that chair, like you, listening and worshiping. But then something na natukso sila, na nadapa sa kasalanan, or they were offended and they got moved out because of poor leadership, or probably they just miscalculated. Akala nila their life will be better. And then now, until now, they're still backslidden. Until now, hindi pa sila bumabalik. Dahil sa pride, dahil na ang nasa isip nila is, hindi ako bagay doon. Dapat, ayusin ko muna yung buhay ko. Dami kong kasalanan, matagal na hindi ako nag-church, nakakahiya. Malaki ng kasalanan ko. I don't think God wants me. Galit ang Diyos sa akin. And because of yung maling paniniwala, nananatili sa malayo. And hindi naman kailangan. Because anytime you can come back and your pagbalik mo will have a celebration and an embrace and a party. Backs the message. I, ang problema is, ito yung message, pero hindi ako, hindi, ang mensahe ko ay hindi maaring makakarating sa mga backsliders na dapat sila ang makakarin makakarinig na ito. Naintindihan? So if ever, I hope not, but if ever mag-backslide ka, mga friends ko, mga kapatid ko sa Paginoon, huwag niyong isipin na di ako pwedeng bumalik. You can always come back. Now, hindi ko sinasabi na backsliding is okay. Hindi ko pino-promote ng backsliding. Sige, try! <laughs> See you after five years or ten years. Or balik ko, balik ka kapag malapit ka mamamatay. Para sulit ang buhay mo. And maliligtas ka pa rin. Hindi ko sinasabi yun. Because the truth is, you do lose. If you backslide from the Lord, you lose a lot. But you don't lose your salvation. Are you following me? You lose a lot, but not salvation. You lose the fellowship with your father. You lose the blessings and the favor and the rewards of the Lord. You lose a portion of your eternal life. Because eternal life is knowing God and Jesus. At pag nag-backslide ka, hindi mo makilkilala ang Diyos at ang kanyang anak. You miss out. You lose peace. You lose the joy. You lose the security. Because mismong ikaw nagdududa kung ligtas ka pa o hindi. So you lose the security. 
Di mo akalain na saved ka pa rin, but you don't know it. Yeah, you're still saved, but you don't feel it. You don't think you're secured. You think that if you're having a good season and nagtatapat ka sa Panginoon, you're saved. But once you have a bad season and you rebel and go into sin, then, whoops, you went back into being unsaved. And then they think that if you do good again, you'll be saved again. And if you do bad again, you go on your way to hell again. And uh, akala ng mga Kristiyano na depende sa aking performance, uh, I'll either be saved or unsaved. So sana mamamatay ako sa panahon na nagtatapat ako sa Panginoon. Kasi kapag mali yung timing and babalik ang Panginoon, kukunin niya ako sa panahon na dito ako sa kasalanan, hindi ako maliligtas. God is not a God bound to times. Not to our time zones, not to our timing. Before you ever needed salvation, Jesus accomplished it for you. And Hebrews chapter 8 verse 12 says, I will forgive their wickedness and I will remember their sins no more. And look, that's Hebrews 8.12. Hebrews 9.12 says the, the redemption is eternal. Okay? Let's, can we read that? San ba yun? Andiyan ba sa notes nyo? Hebrews 9.12, what does it say? He entered, Jesus, the most holy place once for all time and secured, sabi mo, secure, secured our redemption forever. It's not about the timing when you die, if you die and you're doing good or die when you're doing bad. You never got saved in the first place because of doing good. And you will not be unsaved because of doing bad. The salvation is basi sa isang covenant. That God did it for you. And the person who thinks, I can sin too much, pag too much yung sin, sobrang sobrang daming kasalanan, then that's it. I'll be cut off from salvation. Kung akala mo yan, maliho ang paniniwala mo. Because it means that you think that your sins are greater than Jesus' sacrifice. You think mas heavier and mas, mas mabigat, mas influential ang mga kasalanan mo kaysa yung dugo ng isang kabanal-banalang Diyos and His sacrifice. Mga kapatid, you can never outdo the sacrifice of Jesus. You can never overturn that. It's a gift. And the Bible says, the gifts of the Lord are without repentance. Big sabihin, pag gift, hindi binabawi. Okay, I gave you a gift last week because palasip-sip ka sa akin. So binigay kita ng regalo. And then, nabuso. Dahil gamit na gamit. Halimbawa, binigay kita ng t-shirt. Tapos parang abuso kasi araw-araw sinusuot mo. Yabang mo. Diba? So, babawiin ko yan. Akin na yun. Binigay ko sa'yo. Kukunin ko ulit yun. Come on. Even tayo, mga humans, we don't do that, right? 
If you gave a gift, it's a gift. You don't take it away. Now let me explain something to you. These are biblical teachings. Hindi tayo matatapos yung mga questions ngayon. But I feel in my spirit, this is important for us na maging foundation sa ating assurance of salvation. In the Bible, there are different terms. When we say saved, okay? Sabi mo, ligtas. Ligtas. There is this concept, makikita mo sa Biblia, na I was saved. Okay? Ano yung was sa English? Past tense or present? It's past tense. I was saved. At meron ding uh, makikita mo sa Biblia na I am being saved. Is that present or past? It's present. And then there is also scriptures that refers that we will be saved. Future. So when you say salvation or kaligtasan, may tatlong aspects ng ating kaligtasan. There's the past that you were saved. Okay? Pag were saved, ibig sabihin na translate ka na parang, alam yung Star Trek na galing sa spaceship na transform sila nandito na sa Earth. So, God took you out of the unsaved company and put you into the saved company. That's a one-time event. You're, that's it. You're saved. You were saved. But yung words na I am being saved refers to itong process that I have to now uh, experience and enjoy the benefits of being saved. It's a renewal of the mind. It's a transforming ng aking lifestyle. Kailangan mangyari din yun. So the salvation, once you receive Christ, it's not over. Your salvation is just beginning. You're not finished. God is not finished with you. Okay? So, tandaan mo, when we say you're saved, okay, you're saved, but you still need to be saved. Okay? And the word, there's two words in the Bible. I hope ma-catch ma nyo to. In English, the word for that first salvation is called justified. Okay? Can you say that? Justified. O sa mas mababaw na English, made right. Okay? We were wrong with God, and God made us right. The, the, the second kind of salvation, yung sinasabi natin na you still need to be saved, this is ongoing. And the word sa Biblia is sanctified. Can you say sanctified? Sanctified is an ongoing, continuous process of being clean, being cleaned up. Okay? Kung familiar kayo sa story of the children of Israel being delivered out of Egypt, yan ang kanilang unang kaligtasan. They got to be set free from slavery. So, ibig sabihin, they got out of Egypt. But now, they need to have the Egypt to get out of them. Dahil andudod sa kanilang puso, andun sa kanilang paradigm, sa kanilang pamumuhay, yung kultura ng Egypt. So, yes, you can get out of sin, and you're saved because you're out of sin, you're out of... But now you got to get the sin out of you. So that's sanctified. Justify is one time. Sanctified is continuous process. Or another one is the word righteous. Have you heard the word righteous? There's two kinds of righteous. There's right standing and right living. 
right standing is when you're justified. Nilalagay ka ni God in a right, tama ang pagkatayo mo sa Diyos. Sa Kanya, katanggap-tanggap ka. You're in right standing. You've been made right. You've been justified. But then, there's also a righteousness that is your right living. You're doing the right things. You're obeying. You're submitted. You're not just receiving Jesus bilang tagapagligtas, but you are embracing ang kanyang kalooban because He is also your Lord. Are you, help? Are you getting this? Even yung mga children of Israel, they were rebellious and stubborn, but they were saved. Habang sila ay umiikot-ikot sa, uh, sa, sa, what do you call that? Sa desert? They were rebellious. The Bible calls them stubborn, stiff-necked, they had many, many sins. They were totally backslidden. But God still accepted them as His children. They missed out. They lost out on the abundant life. But they were still saved. So, ang tanong, maraming magtatanong na, is kapag ganon, pag ganong ka-cheap ang biyaya ng Diyos, Pag ganong ka-free ang kanyang uh, forgiveness, does that mean that we have permission to sin? Of course not. Pero sa totoo lang, ang mga tao, gumagawa ng kasalanan kahit walang permission. Of course, you don't have permission to sin. You have freedom not to sin. Okay? And here's my point. Na in John chapter 8, verse 10, and 11. There was a woman caught in adultery. Tung babae nito, guilting guilty. And she should have been stoned to death. Yan ang batas, no? And Jesus took, he stood up and said to her, Dear lady, where are your accusers? Hasn't anyone condemned you? She said, No one, sir. Then Jesus said, I don't condemn you either. Go home, and from now on, do not sin anymore. And here's my point, mga kapatid. Jesus told her, I don't condemn you. Now, go and don't sin anymore. See? Nakuha mo yung sequence? Hindi niya sinabi niya, go and don't sin anymore. And if you do that, then I won't condemn you. Walang ganon. Baliktar ho ang sequence. Ang sabi ni Jesus sa kanya, I don't condemn you. Now, dahil hindi kita gina judge, hindi kita kino condemn, you can now have the power to go and sin no more. Because wala nang takot na makukundim ka. You have, no, you have no fear that you'll be condemned. Let me tell you something, friends. It's right standing leads to right living. When you know that you are forgiven by God, it will lead you to obey God. Masasabi ko sa inyo, Muntik na ako nag-backslide when I was 17. 
At ang Diyos ay gumawa ng paraan para na-accidente ako actually. <laughs> Alam ko hindi galing sa Diyos. Pero ginamit ng Diyos yung aking accident to stop me from going in the wrong direction. With the wrong people doing the wrong thing. Nagpapasalaman ako sa Diyos that after that I had never backslid. Yes, I do many sins. I have been an imperfect person but I did not turn my heart away from God. And I did not leave following Jesus. There are moments we fail terribly. We grieve the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit grieves. He doesn't leave. Are you following me? The Holy Spirit grieves. Have you seen a turtle? Napapasok, babalik siya pag natatakot siya, pag kinakabaan yung turtle, papasok ulit siya sa, sa kanyang shell. Imagine if your spirit is that shell. And when you go to sin and rebel and, and do what you want to do, your own pleasures, imagine the Holy Spirit just retreats back into that shell and says, you go with your flesh, you go with your soul and your emotions, but I am going to stay in the spirit and grieve. I will not participate with you. Imagine, the Holy Spirit will grieve but not leave. Isn't that great? And anytime you can repent and the Holy Spirit will be released again in fullness and in power. The reason kung bakit tayo nagbabackslide is because we live a life na ayun sa body and soul. You are body, soul, and spirit. But you're not supposed to follow that sequence. Body, soul, and spirit. Ang katawan ay hindi dapat in charge. It's the spirit of you. The spirit na kung saan andudun ang Holy Spirit that should be in charge of your life. Not your feelings, not your thoughts, and certainly not your body following the five senses. What I see, what I like, what I taste, what I can hear, you know. And most people, if you're carnal and if you backslide, you backslide because you're living your life following what you want with your five senses. I see it, I like it. I taste it, I want more. I, I heard, nakita ko, and you're allowing your body and your mind and emotions to rule your life. And you're supposed to let the Holy Spirit rule your life and your soul and your body come under and submit to the Spirit. And if you walk in the Spirit, sabi sa Bible, if you walk in the Spirit, ibig sabihin na namumuhay ka ayon sa Holy Spirit in charge, hindi katawan at soul. If you walk in the Spirit, you will not backslide. You will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Mga kapatid, I desire an army in this church. An army of men and women who do not even think about backsliding. They never imagined they would turn away from the Lord. Think about what God has done for you. He took you from the mud and saved you. Why would you ever go back? But if you ever do, 
don't let that be the reason kung bakit hindi ka babalik sa iyong ama. Just turn and come back. And your father loves you. He's already settled your sins account. And he just wants to transform your life and help you to enjoy all his benefits. I want you to bow your head and close your eyes right now. Panginoon Dios na sa langit, we believe that you are good. Napakabuti mo po. And you have such mercy that endures forever. And we thank you that you've paid already the price for our sin. And I ask you that we would have such a hatred to sin and rebellion that that we would never be attracted to leave your side and leave your presence. Lord, I just pray that you would teach us to walk in the Spirit. And if anyone is caught in sin, give us the, the culture, the, the, the attitude that hindi bagay para sa isang Kristiyano na mamuhay sa maling environment, sa maling gawain, that we would just quickly, re repent quickly and run back to you. Let us have a habit of repenting, a habit of coming back to you with confidence, approaching the throne of grace with boldness to receive mercy and find grace. And I pray, Lord, that you would just burn in our hearts the security and the assurance of our salvation. Not questioning, not doubting, or being skeptical of your love, but trusting you. I thank you that you're supporting us and your grace is enabling us to love you. Gawin mo po kaming leaderships, light and salt. Gawin mo po kaming influential in our homes, offices, schools, and in the church. That we might shine for you and bring glory to magnify your name. In Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. God bless you.